911, what's the nature of your emergency? the Tactical Living Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Walton, and today we are joined by Mr. Clint Walton. Baby, how are you? I'm so happy to be here. So this is the first full week of 2021. Now, Clint, you weren't here, but this entire last week, I believe, I talked about how I believe that the whole new year, new me is complete bullshit. And I also talked about how we can change this from what society deems to be appropriate for us to create this reset every year at the beginning of the year only versus us deciding with intention to create a personal contract with ourselves. And I'm just curious to hear your thoughts on the whole New Year's resolution. (laughs) It's funny. I was just thinking about this this morning of how... I didn't see a whole bunch of posts on Facebook or anywhere that people are talking about New Year's resolutions. I I see a few people mention it, but it wasn't like, I'm going to lose X amount of pounds or anything like that. And I don't know if I just didn't recognize it or what the deal is this year, but I notice a lot less people are making that New Year's resolution. And for me personally... I think over the last few years, we've kind of gotten away from that whole mindset because it is bullshit. It is something that, you know, we don't need a reason to lose weight or to stop, who knows what, drinking alcohol. I, I don't even know, but it's it's one of those things that I, it's just, I, I'm against it because that's something we should be doing year round. It's not something we should just refocus on every year. And the biggest thing, because you said people don't need a reason. And the way that I look at it is people use the new year as an excuse. I'll wait until the new year and then I will X, Y, Z. And most New Year's resolutions always seem to fail within the first 21 days of the new year. Yeah, statistically, I think it's something like 5% of people carry out their their New Year's resolution, which is just absurd to me. It's absurd to me because we create this idea in our head of this grandiose thing that we want to accomplish. And in our minds, when we're setting it at the beginning of the year, that gives us the intention of, okay, well, I have 365 days to accomplish this one thing. And in my opinion, what that does is it limits us to where we're setting one singular goal, usually, and it is the big things are to lose weight, save money. And then we have this entire year. So it allows us this buffer of procrastination. And not only that, but it limits us to that singular thing. Whereas I mean, I talked about this last week, but setting a contract with ourselves, and I recommended people start this last week if they don't do this on a regular basis, but we're able to create these quarterly, these monthly, these weekly, and then these daily goals for ourselves, which that's what actually makes the needle move. When we decide that we're going to have one single thing, there are too many, there are too many things in place that are already setting you up for failure. Well, and it goes into the mindset of, I'm going to start my diet on a Monday. I have this weekend to splurge and to enjoy the weekend, and then Monday I'm going to get back to it. And it's always the following Monday, the following Monday. And it's that pattern interrupt when we almost utilize a different day of the week, like a Wednesday or a Friday even. Like Those are the biggest challenges. Like Set that goal on a Friday before your weekend, before even getting into 
that downworld spi- downworld spiral I can't talk <laughs> downward spiral downward spiral of the, your mindset and that's all it comes down to and you know I'm going to call you out a little bit here Clint because we were joined with an amazing amazing friend her name is Michelle Ramos and she was she was live on New Year's Eve and she was just pouring her heart and soul out and somebody told me she was live so then you and I hopped on and we were able to just listen to her and she was spitting out nothing but truth and realization and what her ambitions are and how she the way that she worded it, this is so brilliant. She said, I deserve 2021. And I think that everybody should just pause this show right now and write that down. I deserve 2021. And I think that should be a mantra for us moving forward only to to reframe it in our minds of not an entire year. I deserve the best January 2021. And here's how I'm going to accomplish it. And the reason I'm calling you out a little bit here, Clint, is because she made mention of this law of attraction journal. It's a planner that essentially breaks down the year into bite-sized pieces. And it's brilliant. It's exactly what I've been talking about for, for the past week. And it's not about having a New Year's resolution. It's about continually pressuring to push yourself and to create these negotiation, these non-negotiable contracts with yourself and to break it down into these small bite-sized chunks. And so everybody who hadn't ordered the journal yet, they're, they're commenting on how do I order it. And so Clint asked like, where's my journal? And I commented, well, it's sitting in the warehouse collecting dust instead of on my bookshelf collecting dust. And I want to I want to ask you, Clint, how because I know that you know how a planner and a journal works. And <clears throat> there are many times when you choose not to use it. And then probably six to nine months throughout the year, there's just these empty pages. So and, and that's OK. There are many different modalities and ways to construct a plan. But I'm, I just want to know where you are right now currently when it comes to creating those bite-sized chunks of goals. You know, and I look at that journal as it's a great mindset and a great thing to have. And for me, it's, it's that pattern interrupt that I need sometimes, but it's hard to continue to follow up with it. I mean, I'm guilty of it as anybody else. And it's kind of one of those hard routines to get in the habit of working through because you get busy, you forget about it, it gets pushed out of the way and you don't see it anymore. And and it's kind of, if I don't have the habit of already doing it, it's hard for me to follow up to continually do it. And in saying that, that is an excuse that I've utilized for many, many things. And it's trying to form those pattern pattern interrupts to get to that point of where I'm ready for it. I think it's a lot in my own mindset of the creation of these goals for myself and and to continue to pressure myself to get out of my comfort zone with them. So we don't have much time left in this episode, but if it's okay with you, this is a perfect coaching moment. So I'd like to do a little bit of live coaching here with my husband. We do this often, if that's okay with you. Absolutely. So everything that you just said, the word that comes to mind for me is discipline. So there's a lack in discipline in being able to make sure that this pattern interrupt becomes a habit in your life. So where at in your life would you say that you are the most disciplined? I would say for work, going and having just going to work, dealing with work, 
when I'm at work, I'm really good at what I do and, and continuing that. What helped you to become as disciplined as you are at work? I think the knowledge that I'm so familiar with what I'm doing and and getting to experience to not only help others, but to keep pushing to broaden my own horizons with it. So you had this high level of intellect and intel, but it wasn't always that way. So think back to the beginning before you had this level of knowledge and experience that you have over well over a decade now of it. What helped you to start to implement that discipline? And we're talking when when Clint says work from my perception, it's not just the the tactics and the technicalities of how to stay safe and keep his community safe and protect those that he works with. But in addition to that, this is also you don't call out sick. Mm-hmm. You don't take work home with you. And where, when there are things that you're still carrying that are heavy, we have worked through different ways to be able to suitcase that up and mm-hmm. put it on the shelf for tomorrow. So there are so many of these these discipline aspects to your career as a police officer, but it wasn't always that way. So in the beginning, what helped you to achieve that discipline? Well, honestly, it was you. You gave me that discipline that I needed. You held me accountable in all those avenues of work. I mean, going from my previous jobs where I'd call out sick regularly and and just like oh I need a day off so calling out sick and stuff where you said you know you're not fucking doing this anymore you need to go to work and deal with it that's part of your life and and you need to do it and and so the accountability aspect is was a lot from you but then it turned into more of habits and forming my own opinions on how I needed to approach these and and not falling into these falsities of of what everyone else is doing is okay for them but not okay for or but you know what I mean it's not okay so this is really good and it's not to say like Ashley and her brilliance what you're saying is having an accountability partner somebody to hold you responsible to that own non-negotiable contract that you set forward for yourself for the embetterment of not only you but your entire family unit. So as you're listening to this, I think that having an accountability partner is one of the biggest keys when it comes to creating that plan for yourself, whether we're talking on a quarterly or we're micro-sizing it down into a monthly, weekly, and daily basis. So in terms of you wanting to solidify having having a map, an outline, a plan, something that we can actually touch and feel and work towards and you can measure. These are the things that are important. These are the things that actually matter. Otherwise, the the thought of a goal just becomes the thought of a dream and it's never accomplished. So having an accountability partner then, what would that look like to you in terms of having an accountability partner that supports you through making sure that you could actually execute on having that ritual of having a daily journal, a daily plan, or something that you hold in your hands that you can use as a metric for seeing where you're at with your goals? Yeah, it's utilizing the accountability partner in the beginning, especially that's where before it comes habit and once it becomes habit then you just do it second nature and you don't even have to worry about it and for me personally when I know that there's that accountability even though I might throw myself on the floor and have a temper tantrum over it even though I really don't but if I have that initially it helps me push through and then I just get into that normal daily habit and then it it just comes second nature to me okay so 
with coaching, we have action items. So what would action item number one be then? Create a list of what I actually want. Okay. And having that, my mind wrapped around exactly what I want, what I want to do, what I want to accomplish. Okay. And then what? And then kind of outlining priorities, uh, assigning priority levels to each one of those task items, and then form formulating that and, and having a conversation with you about these are my priorities, this is what I want, and this is what I want to achieve from it. And it's not something that you know, we have our goals as a couple, as a, as a married couple, but it's something that I want. It's something that I want to achieve through myself, not for us as a couple. That's something that we would almost sit down together and formulate that. This is great. So we have goals, setting the priorities. I absolutely love setting the priorities on your goals list. And then you stopped at the accountability aspect of it. So informing your accountability partner of what your anticipation is. And then what are you going to ask from your accountability partner? Just check-ins. Where, where are you at with it? What's going on with it? And, and having not accepting bullshit excuses. Lucky for you. Your accountability <laughs> partner is a very non-tolerant person when it comes to the bullshit. So... Let, let's bite this down one more time. So when it comes to those check-ins, what does that look like? Comes in, whether it's just, hey, so what's your plan today? What are you doing with your goals that you have in mind? How often? It could be... No, this, it's, it could be anything. It could be. Um, and that's my BS, see? I would say starting out daily. I need that daily. Because if it's not daily, I know it will fall through the cracks and it doesn't take very long to, for me to form the habit with it. Okay. So seeing as how your accountability partner is your wife and you know the way that your wife operates with everything being listed out on a timeline in a calendar, what time of the day would you want to schedule an appointment with me being your accountability partner? This is non-negotiable, literally writing it in the calendar, what works for both of us? Morning coffee. Okay. It's, what about on the days when, when I, you and I have separate schedules? I would say in our, in our separation in the morning, when you go to work or, or I'm going to work, it's that just that quick check-in and our, our email to one another. Cause every morning we send an email to one another saying X, Y, Z, and I appreciate you. And we show those words of appreciation and love for one another in that time frame. Okay. So then incorporating that into the daily email and how about if there's something to talk through, then maybe during that daily email, cause that's non-negotiable. We've done that for years now mm -hmm. and we know that that's fail safe, right? Mm -hmm. So how about within that daily emailing back and forth, if ever there's something that we do need to have a table discussion about, then we make sure that we talk about it at that time and then plan it for later on in that day and then set a time. Does that hey, sound okay? Sounds perfect. Okay. Now, we're going to go full circle really quick because we're going to start back out at the listing of the goals. When is that going to take place? I would say within this weekend, by the end of Sunday. By Sunday. Okay. 
Beautiful. Now, as you listen to this, this might seem like a little bit of a silly conversation for a husband and a wife to be having with one another. It seems a little clinical, a little sterile, and I get that. However, these are the types of conversations that actually create change and that actually create union within a relationship. This is not the first time we've had conversations like this. That's probably why it was so comfortable for us to have it while we're recording this on a podcast. (laughs) We didn't plan this, but this is just how this episode kind of ended up. And I think it's important for us to be able to have these types of conversations. And if you, as you listen to this, do not have somebody that you can have as a support system, that you could deem your own accountability partner, I'm going to challenge that because a lot of the times we feel a little bit embarrassed to reach out and to ask somebody to be our accountability partner. But think about this for a second. What an honor is it for you to be asked to be the accountability partner of somebody else? And the I would also recommend to not only have somebody in your family unit as your accountability partner. My biggest growth takes place outside of my marriage, and that is the truth. It's the truth because we are a little bit more lax. We're a little bit more gentle when it comes to the people that we we know and love. And when you have somebody that's going to be that non-tolerative, <laughs> no bullshit kind of person, that's how we stay on track. That's how we make sure that we keep our two feet moving forward. And I think that If there's anything we've taken from 2020, it's that we have to be as best prepared as we can be for anything that could take place in 2021. And know that you are always welcome to reach out to me if you're looking for a little bit more of a professional accountability partner. You can reach me on Facebook at Ashley Walton and please join our family inside of the police, family, military and Please fire Military and Families Facebook group. We would love to have you in there. And if you've gotten any value out of this episode, do us the biggest favor. Subscribe and drop a review down below. And know that we are sending you a long, tight hug from our home to yours.